Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Uh, if you haven't seen my pod yet with Little Wayne, you can watch it or you can listen to it. Downloading the All Ball podcast. We got one in the can uh, that'll drop, I think, Thursday. Pretty good. But in the meantime, get to that uh, Little Wayne one. See how our views are doing. Uh, you know, a couple thousand in. A couple thousand in. The downloads are at uh, several hundred thousand. So it's all the All Ball podcast. All Ball and... Uh, Lil Wayne is my guest this week. Uh, no one ever considers Jeff Schwartz to be little. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Dodgers will pitch tonight, but they will not have Clayton Kershaw. If you might have been listening to Dan Byer, Jose Urias will be their starting pitcher. Still have issues in the bullpen, and now they won't have Kershaw. Uh, Walker Bueller pitched well, but then he had the, the blister, had to leave the game. They're down one game to none in the NLCS. That, of course, you can see on F. S1 ALCS as, as well. Um, weird that you want to root for the Astros, but I kind of think you want to root for the Astros because don't think like if you think NBA ratings are bad, 
if we have a Rays um, Braves World Series, oh my goodness. You want to talk about something no one's going to watch. Holy cow. Let's get to football. Last night, Chargers ta- uh, Chargers lose to the Saints in new and different ways. Missed an extra point, missed a field goal at end of regulation, uh, and then lose on a field goal in in overtime. Jeff Schwartz joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you is his podcast. You can see him uh, see his work on FoxSports.com as well now. What are your impressions of Justin Herbert a couple games into his career? I look, first, I have to start off by saying that I'm okay if the Dodgers lose this series. Just want to make my point very, very clear on that. Um, I think that he has been much better than I expected. I'm an Oregon grad. I watched him play throughout his career in college. I thought he could be special in the NFL if he was put in the right offense. Uh, clearly, that's happening right now. I just didn't think he'd be this good so early. He eliminated the rookie mistake that he's made each of his first three starts, and he's been leading against Brady, Breeze, and Mahomes now. Uh, in three of his four games in the fourth quarter. And his team has just gone conservative, given up late leads, missed field goals. Um, he's been far better than I expected, and I'm glad to see he's a great kid. Uh, he's he's way better than I think everybody expected. Um, I mean, I know he's a former Duck, and I know you watched him a bunch. Was it their offense that 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 hid some of his talent? or Because I, I start with the premise that their old offense, I know it's not the same as what they're running now, but Helfrich's offense kind of hid some of Marcus Mariota's flaws. I almost feel like their offense that he ran, he ran a couple of them. Like Taggart's really, it was a bit of a mess. But I felt like that hid his strengths. Is that, a, is that fair at all? Yeah, I think when you look at, at what the offense was with Chip Kelly and, and with Helfrich, with Mariota, um, it was very much a quarterback-friendly offense. Right? I mean, if you think about what, you know, what like Lincoln Riley does with quarterbacks, right? He just keeps churning them out in that offense. It's so spread and they a little different offenses, but it's so spread open. They just create huge throwing windows for the quarterbacks. And no matter who is in that offense, Oregon has had success. Now with Mark Cristobal, their head coach now, he's a former offensive lineman. They are a run the football, be very physical on the line, be very good on defense. Um, he's recruiting to beat the SEC is not really recruiting to beat the Pac-12. It just happens that it works out pretty much that way, right? If you recruit four- and five-star kids, you'll beat the other Pac-12 schools. You just out-physical them, which is what they're doing. And so they never really designed an offense for Herbert. Their offense was, we're going to run the football, run the football, we're going to screen pass, and then, oh, it's third and eight, Justin, please save us. And that's what happened a lot of times, where he'd have to make these plays kind of not in rhythm of the offense, where, like I said, he wasn't asked to do much, and all of a sudden, hey, make us a couple plays, and, oh, by the way, Unlike the Chip Kelly days when we were stocked with, with skill position players that were NFL caliber, it's the opposite. Now, there are no skill position players. At least there weren't the last two years. There's young kids that might be pros eventually. Um, but he hasn't played with a pro wide receiver or tight end um, in the last two seasons. And uh, great offensive line at Oregon. And just all those together um, led, it, led kind of him to be a little underwhelming in college. I always thought put him in an offense with Keenan Allen, with Mike Williams, with Hunter Henry, um, and he'll be good in the NFL. And he landed with the Chargers, and it worked out well. Does Drew Brees have enough in the tank to win them a Super Bowl? I don't think so. Um, you know, Last night I saw the stat on his 30-yard touchdown. It was like the longest touchdown he's thrown in the air um, in, in years. I, like it just He doesn't throw the ball uh, as well anymore. And it's okay. He's 40 years old. Like This is going to happen. It's eventually going to happen where – you just don't throw the ball as well anymore. And I think that uh, the offense can still move the ball, but I think it's still too limited when you get to, to later in the season. I mean, do we trust 
Drew Brees to go outside and play a couple road games in the playoffs, which he really has not been good at in the past. They've always been good at home in the playoffs, but they've, last, they've lost their last two home playoff games. So um, I don't think the Saints to be trusted. I, I think that they've underachieved the last two playoffs, uh, right? They lost a the home game to the Rams, could have had a chance. Yes, they, yeah, pass interference was a bad call, but had plenty of opportunities to win that game otherwise. And then last year, they let, they let the Vikings and Cousins go into New Orleans and beat them in a playoff game. I don't trust them. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of of Jeff Schwartz. How has Carolina been this good this this soon? Uh, I'm shocked by that. Uh, they were one of the teams this year that I thought would be under their win total of five and a half, um, and it was mostly because they're just not very talented. Uh, if you look at how young their roster is and the, the rebuild they're, they're going through. I just thought that with a short off season and short training camp, Matt Rule couldn't get them up to speed. Only, only team in the whole league that had a new head coach, a new OC, a new DC, a new quarterback. And, um, they're, they're just playing sound football. Their defense is getting better each and every week. Uh, offensively, I think they're more multiple. They're better without Christian McCaffrey. I know people think that that's crazy, but look at the offense. It's been good without him in the lineup. They're doing more things. They're getting more guys involved uh, without McCaffrey in the lineup. And, and of course, he'll be a bonus when he gets back there, but Teddy Bridgewater is playing well. They're just doing a great job. They're coaching their, their, their kids up. They're getting better each and every week. And um, they, they're not going to win the South, but uh, they're going to make it close. It's going to be interesting to see how they, how they finish down the stretch. Uh, okay, let's take it with the South. We, we've forgotten that uh, almost a week ago we saw Tom Brady and Tampa Bay struggle in Chicago. Couldn't block uh, Khalil Mack. He was obviously disappointed with his offensive line. We're past the quarter pole. We're five games in. What's your assessment of Tampa with Tom Brady? I think they're right where I thought they'd be. Um, I thought they would start slow, uh, and they did against New Orleans, obviously. You know, Tom's been the same offense for 19 seasons, right? Same offense for 19 seasons. Now he's in a brand-new offense. Again, no offseason, abbreviated camp. His, you know, not everyone's been healthy on that offense. And actually, his offensive line had played really good up until uh, the, 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 the Bears game. Um, and just, it's just taking some time to get everything in place. It takes, it takes eight to ten weeks for a new offense to get up to speed during a football season. And, and Bruce Aarons is actually the guy that I asked this question to on, on NFL radio a couple of years ago. That's why I always thought eight to, eight to 10 weeks. I've been in four new offenses, I think in my playing career. And he's like, yes, that's how long it takes. And it just takes that time to see kind of what you're good at because you go into a season thinking, okay, we're good at, at these route concepts. We're good at these run plays. And then you run them and you're like, ah, you know, maybe we're good at this and maybe we're good at that. And maybe we're bad at this. And it takes weeks to figure out, what you're good at and what you're bad at. And by the time you figure it out about halfway through the season uh, is when you really start clicking. So this is where I thought they would be right now. Kind of just oh, good game, bad game, good game, bad game. Um, but by, by the halfway point of the season, I think we'll see a, a much better offense. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jeff Schwartz is our guest, longtime offensive lineman. Uh, what are people doing to Kansas City? I mean, we, obviously, whatever Baltimore did didn't work. But uh, the, the Raiders did a great job. The Chargers did a good job. What what are the Raiders and the Chargers figured out about that Kansas City offense? It's kind of funny how uh, like a good job is allowing 32 points to Kansas City. Like, oh, oh they got 32 points. Um, I think a couple of things the Raiders did well. Uh, one is in the second half, they just stopped pressuring Mahomes. Mahomes is so good against pressures. It's what the Ravens did uh, against them. It just did not work. Every time the Raiders brought pressure in the first half, he made them pay. He found guys wide open, um, and he sat in the pocket, and he made things happen. 
what we're seeing with, with Mahomes in this offense is whenever you just play zone, you, you drop eight in coverage, you drop seven in coverage, um, it's just taking him a little bit longer to get, to get guys open. And whether that's because they're just trying to hit too many home runs and not just worry about kind of the old school West Coast offense, which is just quick passes here and there, find a hole in the zone, we'll take seven yards here, which, look, Mahomes can do, obviously, but he's got a cannon of arm. He's trying to make these plays deep down the field. So they're just kind of sitting back and saying, hey, man, we're not going to let you beat us deep you know, and, and Pat's not taking those underneath throws. And sometimes they're not there. They're, they're designing plays, um, you know, that uh, go a little deeper. Their offensive line has been a little bit shaky, but Pat doesn't help that. I know it's, it's sacrilegious to say anything mean about Pat Mahomes. His pocket presence is not the good. Pro football focus has him down as the most pressures created by any quarterback in the National Football League, number one in the NFL. Uh, so there's some things that, that this offense needs to work on together to get better. But all that being said, they scored 32 points, and they should have scored 39. They had a play, a touchdown call back in the first quarter on a really bad holding call. I mean, so it's not like they were terrible on Sunday. Uh, there's room to improve, and they're still putting up a lot of points. You you are a huge Kansas City Chief apologist, are you not? I mean, they scored 32 points, but they were down and had to, you know, they did the they did the you know, cow, they the, did the, the Cowboys. Defense allowed, the defense allowed 40 points. No, like I mean, I mean, we, if the you allow 40 points, you're not going to win many games. No, you yeah, are. You asked me about the. Yes, but the offense. You no, I know. The defense. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> okay, Cowboys. Um, can they survive with Andy Dalton? Um, yeah, I think they can survive. It's just a matter of if their defense will help them at all. I mean, offensively, the weapons are there. Um, the question mark is the offensive line. I mean, for years, the Cowboys had the best offensive line in the NFL, and now it's just decimated with injuries. Right? Left tackle's out. Right tackle's been out. Uh, center retired. Left guard's kind of been a revolving door. Zach Martin, the right guard, is really good, but had to move all over the place to fill up some holes in the offensive line. Uh, but the question is the defense. I mean, the, the Giants uh, came into Sunday – having scored three offensive touchdowns all season. And they scored three offensive touchdowns on Sunday. And remind you, they had a play called back because of a ticky-tack uh, uh, OPI call. Uh, they had a fake field goal they ran, which should have worked, but they moved a little bit. Uh, they shifted a little bit early on the, on the offensive line. So that, I mean, you know, 14 points taken away right there. I think the Cowboys' defense is not good. And so can Dalton keep up? and score enough points, uh, as many as Dak, probably not. But if, if your defense will come back and allow maybe 28 points a game and not like 33.5 or 34, you know, they have a chance to win. I think Dalton will be fine in the offense, but the defense is just really bad. Defense is really bad. I mean, it's a, it's a joke. It's it's so bad. It's a joke. Would you, if you were Atlanta, when you have new GM and a new coach, would you move on from, from Matt Ryan? Yeah, they're going to move on from him. Um, I know his contract's a little bit tough, but I just can't imagine that anyone who takes that job is going to be locked into Matt Ryan. We see this everywhere. It's not, it's not anytime a new coach comes into a place, uh, any team, they want their guy to be in right away. I mean, we see this throughout the NFL. It happens all the time. I can't imagine a new coach comes in there, a really a, a credible coach takes the job. And, and Arthur Blank is like, you, you have to keep Matt Ryan for two more years. They're going to be, ah, I'll pass on the job. I'll wait till next year. I think that, that um, you know, they might keep him for a year because of contract and just trying to find the right guy take that job but he's not he's not long for that job anymore look the nfl is now moving to a place where all the quarterbacks are mobile they're not all running quarterbacks but they're mobile right they all move well in the pocket they get out of the pocket you create plays with your legs you extend you extend plays with your legs and that's not who matt ryan is anymore it's just not who he is and he doesn't really fit um the modern nfl anymore so they'll find someone else and um i don't know who that coach will be but i can't imagine he's there more than one year Uh, i would say that's what i think i think it's i think they you know, like a Justin Fields is a perfect guy to sit behind him 
learn for a year, and they do with the Alex Smith thing. I don't know if you just willy-nilly go and deal him, uh, although usually that's what happens, right, is you find a new home for a guy. Who's going to take him, though? Kyle Shanahan take him? We, we, like, like we would actually would, have would Kyle Shanahan take him? He might, but he kind of has immobile quarterback now. I mean, is Matt Ryan that much better than than? I, than I disagree. Jimmy? I disagree with you in terms of Matt Ryan being immobile, uh, and I know what you're talking about. Phil Rivers is immobile, right? Matt Matt Ryan Matt Ryan's issue is arm strength, and now he's getting a little bit older in terms. You know, he he can get a little overwhelmed athletically, but you don't have to be Russell Wilson, whatever, to to make plays. Correct. Um, no, I, I, I'm with you there. It, like, look, I just Mah- that- Mahomes, Rogers, Russell Wilson, pocket mobility is essential, right? It, it absolutely is. Um, but, uh, but, but that doesn't mean that Matt Ryan's a total non-athlete. I mean, he, I don't think he's. You talk about Dallas defense is the problem. To do the Falcons defense is the problem. Their defense is awful, <laughs> yeah. and has it's been. been a problem for a long time. Right. So, so got fired. He's a defensive coach. Yeah, they just fired a defensive coach, right? I know. All right, get yeah. back to your get back to your demanding kids, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right, talk to you later, buddy. That's uh, Jeff Schwartz. Is smarter than you. That's his podcast. Is Lamar the most dangerous player in the NFL right now? We'll discuss next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Should have asked Jeff Schwartz about this. Um, Jim Schwartz, no relation. He's the, I mean, I don't think. Um, Jim Schwartz who is defense coordinator for the Eagles, said the Eagles are facing the most dangerous player in the NFL, Lamar Jackson. I thought uh, I thought Baker Mayfield was dangerous. Oh, that was his saying. He likes to live dangerously. Um, look, I, 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 if you watched last week, you know that Lamar continues to kind of work through some inaccuracies throwing the football. Um, I do think it's fascinating that we're, we do this thing where we're like, I think Lamar can make can embarrass you. Right? He can embarrass you. He can make you look bad trying to tackle him. Baltimore Ravens are averaging 30 points a game. Anybody realize that's like eighth most points per game this year? Do you know who's averaging the most points per game this season? You want to take guess uh music without looking? Uh well, I don't have to look, but I already know the answer. So oh. does that matter? You already know the answer because you looked it up? Uh, for something totally separate yesterday. Okay. Uh, Ramos, you want to take a shot? Seahawks. Okay. Uh, Bayard, you want to take a shot? Who leads the NFL in points per game? Uh, Packers. He's correct. Ramos, you're second. So those two, 38 and 35, and then you got Dallas, Cleveland, Buffalo, New Orleans, followed by Baltimore, and then Kansas City and Vegas. Um, By my estimation, I think Russell Wilson's the most dangerous Maybe Aaron Rodgers is a close second. Lamar is dangerous. I mean, he's an incredible player. But the ability to beat you with your arm. Now, he can, he throws a great he throws a great deep ball. His issue is just some of the accuracy things and arm strength things on things outside the numbers. And 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 Lamar running can really make you look bad. Absolutely. But what what's scarier, Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes? I mean, like I like literally, there's no lead that's safe with Pat Mahomes. There's no throw you feel like he can't make. 
So crazy arm strength, um, enough athleticism, like he's not a freak like Lamar, but enough to get out of the way. Creativity, big hands, and talent all around. I don't I don't think Lamar is the most, but again, this is a defensive coordinator trying to show respect for an opponent. I'm not gonna hold it against Jim Schwartz, who's generally not crazy well liked in the league for some of his antics, but I think this is one of those, yeah, I mean you're just giving credit to a guy you're getting ready to play against. I mean, Kyler Murray has shown he's more consistent, but I would say that Kyler Murray not as elusive a runner as Lamar, but Way more accurate a thrower, much better thrower with a live arm and a live pair of legs. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. I guess here's my question to you. Is Jerry Jones a bad guy if he if he changes the offer and it's not as it's not as much money? Because Jerry Jones will be made out to be a horrible human being. He's already made out, like, Stephen A. already basically said that race played a factor. Oh, he wouldn't have fought him over a fourth year if it was Tony Romo. Well, actually, Tony Romo took a six-year deal with less money and guarantees. But those are just facts, right? You know? And he did, he offered, like, offering Dak five years with more guaranteed money than he's ever, and, like, no one has ever, has anyone ever thought Jerry Jones doesn't pay his guys? Ever, never. It's kind of like where they're, where they, why they are where they are, because he paid everybody. But I guess here's the question: Like, what world do you people live in that you think Jerry Jones not only was in his rights, but he is right to go like, you know, really, we need to trim some of this. Look, dude, you got paid thirty three million. You played four, four and a half games. All right, that's fine. You get thirty three million. Okay, so. You might not be full strength, ready to go, start of the year. We want you for, we still want that five-year deal. Uh, let's trim a little bit off each of year, each year. Maybe put a little bit on the back end for you. Um, and we'll stand by and give you a contract, but we're going to dial it back a couple million dollars per year because we don't know what you're going to look like. Like, I even think that would be way too generous. Way too generous. But I feel like the Cowboys the opposite of many teams will go like, you know, we gave him a contract offer. He's still our guy. We're going to give him that same contract offer because we don't want that public pressure of feeling like we're bad people. And he's a leader. Yeah. But he just broke his leg. And I don't think anybody thinks he's a superstar. He's just a really good player. Rich Ornberg joins us on the, on the, on the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. If you're Jerry Jones, what do you do with that massive contract that you offered previously? You said Dak's still your guy, but now he's got a compound fracture and a dislocated ankle in, in his leg. Well, what I do is I obviously uh, tell Dak that we're, uh, we're waiting, you know, we're going to do anything in our power to, to help him through the recovery process, but we're waiting on the business side of things. And if Dak is any sort of professional, which I do believe he is, because I think he did handle all of the negotiations professionally. I don't think it ever got really ugly. I think that obviously Dallas being the market uh, it is and being have, um, they were able to keep things relatively quiet and, and, you know, and I don't think it ever got personal. I think it all seemed business oriented, 
And um, we'll just say we'll stand by you. We'll see how things go. And then we'll get back to the negotiating table when it's appropriate. Because right now, it's just not appropriate to talk money. Let's get you better. Um, you were you were watching intently with your football-trained odds at last night. What should we really see when we watch? Let's start with the Chargers and Justin Herbert. What, what, what do you see that everybody else misses? What I see is a young quarterback making unbelievable uh, acclamations to a, a violent and unsturdy environment. I mean, he is – there is no offensive line in front of him on the majority of his passing plays. I mean, they're doing such a poor job pass protecting for him. He's running for his life. I think, I think the head coach actually said that in his post-game press. I think Anthony Lynn said, we got a quarterback who's running for his life. He's not lying. I mean, those, those are bad dudes looking to hunt him up on every single play, and his offensive line is doing him no favors. So for him to have performed as well as he has under the sort of duress that he's under, uh, has been unbelievable. I'm a, I, I am a Justin Herbert believer because if he gets some time, if he gets some protection at any point this season, watch out because we're going to see an even more special output than we've seen so far. And the other thing about him is, you know, he's used to change at Oregon. I think he played for four different offensive coordinators. Uh, and so, you know, that having that, that sort of neural plasticity or that ability to accommodate a changing environment constantly and still have enough success in a collegiate atmosphere to uh, be drafted sixth overall, I mean, that's impressive to say the least. But then to do it at the NFL level, I mean, I, I, if they get him any sort of help and if these skills position players get healthy, uh, look out, Herbert could be the real deal. I, I agree with you, but I trust and I trust your eyes a lot better than mine. Rich Hornberger joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, many think Drew Brees just doesn't have it anymore, but Michael Thomas isn't playing, right? He's arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, how much does that change things in your mind in terms of this team's ultimate ceiling? Uh, it changes everything. I, I mean, in the, the lexicon of importance as far as Position groups go on a football field. It goes quarterback, obviously, first and foremost, number one. And then inarguably in second place, in my mind, it's pass rusher. You know, you want the best quarterback and you want the guy who's best at upsetting the best quarterback. And so that's one and two. And then pretty close in third, uh, it gets to, in my mind, wide receiver. Now, the game's completely changed. If you have a great pass rusher and a great quarterback – and you have a great wide receiver, you could win a ton of games in this league. And Michael Thomas isn't just great. I mean, he's extraordinary. The things that he's able to do, high-pointing the ball, catching contested passes, uh, his route running is, is almost peerless. You know, his ability to separate, he's got real speed. I mean, he's just a very complete player, and Drew Brees relied on him immensely last season in his MVP year. Uh, or offensive player of the year year. I, I, you, get, you got this guy who is targeted 185 times a season ago, and he caught nearly 150 of those targets for over 1,700 yards. People say, what's wrong with Drew? I say, well, Drew's dependent, and, and I don't blame him because he's throwing the ball to an unbelievable player. And so until Michael Thomas gets back, I don't think Drew's going to look right, and I don't necessarily think that's his fault. I mean, if, if you take away 
literally the best player on the field, and that there's no doubt about it in, in New Orleans, it's Michael Thomas, you're going to struggle a little bit. So in spite of that, they've won some games, but they're not going to, they're going to look herky jerky until Thomas is back on the field. Uh, okay. Now we've seen, we've seen Tom Brady play. Um, it wasn't as good last Thursday night in Chicago, but a lot of that was Khalil Mack was dominating the football game. They seem to be working through the, hey, do we play your way or do we play Bruce Arians' way? You know what, what, what Brady's supposed to look like. What are your thoughts now five games in to the experiment with the Buccaneers? It's a work in progress still. I, I see things I really, really like. Uh, some of these route concepts and his ability to get the ball uh, to, to these receivers downfield. I mean, it's still all there. It's still all working. The problem is there, there's just this, you could tell it, it sort of feels like uh, a first date. You know what I mean? Everybody's still trying to feel each other out. Yeah. You know, these receivers aren't completely on page with him. They don't know exactly what he wants. And I think bringing in Rob Ronkowski in theory was a great idea to have a guy in the room who could really kind of talk some of the tight ends and some of the receivers through exactly what he's looking for, how he likes things done, but he's had a slow to warm year because he was retired. I mean, this wasn't Tom Brady moving on from a team after a playoff season. This was a guy who was literally, you know, at WrestleMania. (laughs) I mean, like Gronkowski was done. And so I think it's taken him a little time to get his sea legs back. I'll say this, uh, they, they've got some kinks to iron out. It's a good thing that they're on a two-year deal because I think come year two, things will look a lot better. they got to keep that offensive unit together and healthy, uh, and, and that can be a pretty special squad, but, but they got a lot of work to do still offensively. Um, I've been watching Jared Goff, and the Rams' offense seems better. Is it simply a, a case of the running game? Is it because they moved him under, under center? Why do you think Goff looks so much better this year? Well, you know, it's actually the opposite of the, the Herbert conundrum. You know, we're talking about the other L.A. team, and despite a terrible offensive line output put since he's become the starting quarterback, he's really he, his level of play has defied all of that. Jared Goff truly needs time. You know, he, he truly needs a, a, a unit in front of him who can protect him, who can give him time, uh, and they've been doing that this year. The biggest difference year over year for the Rams they're running the same system. They're, you know, the same plays out of many of the same formations. You know, they'll, they'll put in new wrinkles every week because they do a nice job game planning. But it's really the amount of time and how well protected he's been. And then the output from the run game. You know, Henderson Jr. doing a nice job toting the rock for him, getting yards on the ground. Uh, you know, the, the multiplicity of this rush game. They still get the ball in the hands of their their key guys, you know, uh, Robert Woods and some of these fly sweeps and reverses. You know, they're they're dynamic in that way, and they'll continue to be as long as they protect Jared Goff. He's just a guy who needs a clean pocket. He needs a second to think, and they're doing a nice job, actually, with these rollout passes and bootlegs, too, because the run game sets that up nicely, and he's got a really clean look at half of the field, and he does a nice job throwing on the run, so... It's a big part of what they do. But, yeah, the biggest improvement year over year is how many less injuries they've had on their offensive line. Yeah, well, that obviously is a, is a, is a big thing. Um, last thing, uh, the Falcons move on from Dan Quinn. They move on from Thomas Dimitrov. So they have a new GM, a new head coach. 
it does feel like that means Matt Ryan's days are numbered, right? The guys, because he's tied to the old GM, he's tied to the old coach. And we saw it in Carolina, although Cam was, was, was injured. But when you start a new regime, you want to start fresh. Do you think they Alex Smith him and keep him for a year and draft a guy to be his heir apparent? Or do you think they move on in the offseason? Yeah, this is a curious situation, right? This could go one of two ways. You know, do you bring in a first-rounder and have him groom him a la Alex Smith with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, or do you bring in a first-rounder to inspire him a la the Green Bay Packers with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers? You know, I, I think I think you got it right, though. If this season ends up going the way it's looking like it's going to go and this team loses a lot of games, and you have a crack at either having the top spot or you could trade up to get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I think you ride with Matt Ryan for another year, uh, you know, um, if he's game for that, and you just see the output. You know, is he going to rise to the challenge, or is he going to be sort of uh, keeping the seat warm for the kid while he's getting ready behind the scenes? We'll find out, but I do like the idea if if you're going to change everything, uh, if you want to keep one consistent voice in the locker room and that be your quarterback uh, and bring in one to either, you know, succeed him or inspire him, I, I don't hate that idea. I, I feel like the Colts, they got a really good defense. They drafted a tremendous running back. Um, I like a lot of things they've done, but it's it's almost as if they only watched Rivers tape from five years ago and said, hey, Frank, when you coached him, was he great? Like, yeah, he was great, but that was – I just – like I look, I'm the Charger guy, and he he didn't have it last year. I'm not surprised he doesn't appear to have it this year. Are you? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm one of these one of these guys who really thought that, uh, much like we were talking about Jared Goff, he could really have benefited from playing behind a much better offensive line. And look, you know, we're through five weeks now, so it's pretty difficult to say for certain. Uh, that you know that loss to the Browns is a death knell for the season because the Browns are looking like a pretty good football team right now. I mean, who who's to say that they're not going to be competing at least for that AFC North division? Who knows? But I will say this: uh, the protection has been there, and some of these mistakes are glaring. You know, throwing late to the flat, late in a progression, and throwing a pick six last weekend. Uh, you know, uh, some of these decision-makings end of games. Look, he's he's never going to be the guy who falls on the sword, though, right? You know, if you're losing a football game, he'll roll the dice. He's not going to protect his stat line. So that's pretty endemic of the, the passer we've seen over the course of his career. But they need him to play tight in close games. Uh, and if he can do that, if he can avoid the turnovers, the Colts can still have a pretty pretty successful season especially in the division they're playing in. If he can avoid it, but it's hard because he keeps turning it over. So that's the hard part. One thing affects the other, yeah. Rich, great <laughs> stuff, man. Thanks so much for joining us. You got it, Doug. Thank you. Rich Ornberger, former uh, former pro, Super Bowl champion, unbelievable analyst, just gives you, tells you things, sees things that, that you don't see. Could an NFL team be on the move? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
the press. I need you guys to be thinking about your NFL pick and about your picture Major League Baseball. All about to get underway. What do you got there, Dan Byer? Uh, Saints have spoken with officials Byer. from LSU about playing some home games at Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge. City of New Orleans regulations right now not allowing fans to attend home games at the Super Bowl or Superdome. So the team is looking at options for outdoor home games that would allow some fans to be in attendance. The mayor of New Orleans, uh, Latoya Cantrell, says that the Saints did request a special exception to the guidelines, and those that request remains under consideration. But she said in the tweet, quote, allowing 20,000 people in an indoor space presents significant public health concerns. Right. Quote. Yeah, I mean, like it feels like the, the city of New Orleans is being leveraged, right? Oh, you don't want to let us have people in? We'll just go down the road to Baton Rouge. And now they have played there before. Remember after Katrina, they played there. Um, and I understand people's lack of patience, but I, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Yeah, she, I, I don't know if it's the smart decision to make. The mayor also tweeted that there's no other indoor uh, facility in the NFL that is allowing fans right now. So you're not seeing it in Detroit, not seeing it in Minnesota. So that uh, to her point, where it's all right, let's uh, you know, it's not just the city of New Orleans that is thinking that this is a risk. Right. Right. Got it. University of Florida has five more positive COVID-19 tests within its football program. Gators scheduled to host LSU coming up on Saturday. Dan Mullen wanting a full house at the Swamp. Yeah, I guess that's not going to happen, huh? No. Yeah. Um, he will not have a full house in his in terms of his players. Mm. Are they even going to play this weekend? Uh, right now it's still on. For now. You're down 19 dudes and it'll probably spread and be more tomorrow or different guys tomorrow. I don't know. It'll be very, very interesting to see if they're able to feel the team. Obviously, yep. you don't wish bad things about anybody. You just the wagging the finger at at a virus, which no one has any control over, saying we want a ninety. He wanted ninety thousand people there, not just the twenty thousand people there. Yeah, I love also these guys like Texas A M's home crowd really made a difference. Hey, let me just explain something, okay? Texas A M has made a a uh, th- their program has made a history of losing at home, and they have an unbelievable fan base. You don't lose a game because of the fans. You lost a game because you lost a game. That, that's it, period, end of story. You know, turning the football over in inopportune situations, that's losing a football game. D- do I think it's different with fans there? Yes. But I've seen A&M lose time after time to Florida, to Alabama, to Oklahoma State, you name it, to Texas. Last game they played Texas in that same stadium when it was full. It's over, Johnny. Doug, let's talk some NBA. Almost a game of musical chairs. Clippers, Rockets, and Pelicans all looking for head coaches and basically maybe looking at the same guys. Ty Lue considered a front runner for the Rockets job, according to a report from ESPN earlier today. Now, the Clippers assistant also still in the running for the Clippers job. Ty Lue is scheduled to meet with the Pelicans as well this week. And speaking of the Pelicans, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that Stan Van Gundy is going to interview for the Pelicans job for their coaching vacancy, considered one of the four finalists. His brother Jeff going to meet with the Rockets about their head coaching vacancy. Oh my I've, I've heard that that the Clippers aren't convinced that Ty Lue can control that thing. Uh, I've heard that Jeff Van Gundy, if if he's going to take a job, this is a year in which he'll take a job um, because because of some factors within our industry where people are taking cuts. It wouldn't stun me. And uh, Stan is a viable candidate as well. I think these teams that are playoff teams 
are going to hire coaches that have coached in the playoffs, whereas the younger coaches will get jobs with usually younger teams. It's all retreads, though. Yeah, and that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. All right, let's start with you, Dan Beyer. Football tonight. Who do you have? I'll take the Bills, and then in the baseball game, I'll take the Dodgers to bounce bounce back, and I'll have Rays going up 3-0 on the Astros. Wow, he's ready with all of his picks. Uh, Ryan Music, what about you? Bills are three-point favorites. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go basically with Dan Byer here. I will go Bills. I yep. will go uh, Dodgers, but yep. I think I'm going to go Astros instead. Uh, what about you there? Music? Bills, Dodgers, uh, Rays. Yeah, you you can't possibly go Astros, right? You're No. You're, I mean, just it is against your religion. I'm I'm gonna go with music's picks: Bills, uh, Dodgers, Astros. I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again and getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us with new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season nine is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.